I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. And we are back. This is the Fat Pack Podcast coming to you uh, from day one of the industry summit here in uh, beautiful, sunny Las Vegas. I am uh, pleased to be joined by my first guest here, Mr. John Bickford of Lionel Racing. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. How are you? Man, thank you so much for uh, stopping down with me. I really appreciate it. You guys are, I know that we're just getting rolling, so things are, we got a little bit of downtime here, and I saw your beautiful die-cast cards over there. Let's talk about Lionel Racing. How long long has Lionel Racing been around? Lionel Racing uh, started in 2010. Okay. Uh, we picked it, we got picked up uh, the diecast Lionel bought the diecast portion of it from another company uh, for NASCAR and so we have we're the official diecast of NASCAR that's beautiful now Lionel on a whole has been around for like a hundred years right 120 years 120. Actually, we're celebrating 120 next year Wow so what did they start doing then? Like- uh, electric trains oh all so right. that was uh, when you go and you see all the Christmas displays and stuff like that that's uh our founder Joshua Lionel Cohen started it in 1900 okay so, so like before we get into the NASCAR thing, trains are like very, very collectible. Absolutely. Like, so, yeah. uh, do you have any dealings with that side of the business at all? Or, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, like that market is something that I just don't completely understand. But I know that like there are very expensive train pieces out there. Absolutely. Like, like how does that work? It's just uh, so guys, you know, they have an affinity. They grew up with trains, and so as you know, as you go through life and you get more money, you mm-hmm. are able to spend more money on collectible stuff. And right. we have trains upwards of twenty five hundred dollars, and we sell. Yeah, it's 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 big business for it, sure. Absolutely, I've been in train shops, hobby shops before. I'm just like, I don't get this, but like they got to do something to stay in business. So obviously, it works. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's still viable, and there's several other manufacturers out there as well. But mm-hmm. you know, we're Lionel is probably the biggest known, the big orange sure. really is okay. what, what we are. Awesome. So you said you've been uh, working with NASCAR for about ten years. How did you guys get that license? So some of the synergies between Lionel trains and then the, the NASCAR diecast are mm-hmm. they're made at the same factory in China. Okay. So it made sense. So with the trains, we're a real fourth quarter business. Um, and then the NASCAR diecast is a NASCAR. Generally the bulk of it happens around Daytona, which is in February. So from a cash flow standpoint, it made really good sense because sure. you have product coming in in the early months and then you have our fourth quarter ramping up for the trains. Makes a lot. That makes total sense then, right? Yep. So you guys get into NASCAR. Uh, we were we were talking off air like NASCAR collectors are very driver specific. Yes, they are. So you you guys do a whole line of drivers. You you got all the. Uh, you Generally, got, we have a whole line of drivers. So okay. our, our licenses afford us any team. In the Cup Series, mm-hmm. we produce any team in the Xfinity. We will produce. Now okay. it all represents, you know, MOQ. If you have MOQ, then we can build it. So. Sure, I got you. And you, now you guys have a, a couple different levels of uh, diecast cards, right? We do. So, so you have an Elite Series. Yes, and, we do. So tell us about that. So the Elite Series is a car that we used to have a collectors club. Um, well, we still do, but it was exclusive to that club Mm -hmm. and now we've opened it up to all channels and that car is a higher end it has about 260 parts in it roughly and it has all the stuff that you would want as a collector okay um the next series down we have is arc collector Mm -hmm. version and it's a little more it's uh you know if you're doing a good better best that would be in the good category it's what our it's kind of what was founded um 26 years ago all right and so that series is kind of kept on it's a hood open mm-hmm. only um i got you all so. right so i was just looking at them they're very detailed what goes like the design wise like what goes into that because it's uh do you guys guys 
do you have guys just like sitting and studying cars or kind like, of yeah okay. yeah so what we do is we get the template um the graphics from the teams mm-hmm. they supply them to us we submit them for approval with nascar once we put them on our template we have 3d cad in the office we have four artists that sit in cubes and and work okay. on them and it's really meticulous and they make sure that every logo is in the right location mm-hmm. and it's even crazier to, to expand on that. We have race wind die casts. And so when you see the race and they blow the confetti all over the car, yeah. our artists are putting the confetti in the same spot Holy on the Lord. car manually um, in their, on their graphics because we'll get photos of victory lane shots sure. and stuff. So That's crazy. It's kind of a neat, yeah. So how many different, I, I called them variants when we were speaking offline, but how many different paint schemes do you, do you have for each driver? So it varies um, depending upon the sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. So the days of one sponsor all year long, 36 races, is over. Right. The cost is so expensive nowadays that some sponsors will have 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. Some will have 5. Some will, it, just, it really varies. So that's kind of our variance in there. Now we, we can take that logo or the, um, the actual sponsor deal, and we have special finishes that we put on those as sure. well. So we have like a color chrome. We have... Um, liquid color. We have different variances like that. Okay, so. I got you. I got you. And these are all very limited print runs as well. They are, which is which makes them even more collectible. Tell tell us about the difference in the very in the, the print runs. So years ago, we used to. I'll kind of give you some history with that. So years ago, MOQ used to be like thirty five hundred pieces. Okay. Well, over time, as everything's kind of evolved, we've um, MOQ is five hundred pieces now. So you can, you know, 500 for the world, basically, on right. certain drivers. So right. that's unheard of. Now we do go higher than that for A drivers. Um, it's, so we, we do that. Our special finishes are up to uh, 72 pieces. So we can oh, wow. do, some will go higher. It just depends, but we'll build up to 72. So do, I've asked this then. Do you pay attention to the secondary market to see how these things we do resell like uh, are you surprised by it sometimes uh, yeah sometimes so we have uh, all of our stuff is mapped so okay. it goes out there at x and then when you get a car that you know our cars say our arc collector car it retails for 64.99 okay so or 54.99 i'm sorry and uh, when that car goes out we'll see if there's a shortage in the market that car will sell for 125 to 150 dollars okay so it just it goes up you know it's short-lived so if we keep the numbers tight Right. Um, it drives the collectability. So I don't, back in the late late 80s, early 90s, there was the, the junk era in cars. And, I'm sorry, in cards. And manufacturers were really irresponsible with the amount of cards they produced. Yep. You guys are doing the exact opposite here. You, there, is a, there is obviously a very limited number of these cards. cars. Yeah. And so if collectors want them, they have to be quick on the draw to get them. They do. Yeah, you were telling me that uh, you have a special series that you guys release for retail stores that sometimes guys just buy out completely, right? That's right. Yeah, we have, um, so our mass line is called NASCAR Authentics. Okay. And basically we do waves in the 164 scale cars, mm-hmm. which is similar to like your max matchbox size mm-hmm. or Hot Wheel size. And they we have car, 10 cars per wave. And as soon as they hit the shelves, people are going in and buying the whole wave. Wow. And so it's a... That business has been growing, and sure. we have 164 scale haulers too. Right, and the same thing with those. That's in a wave series, and those tend to very cool. Out quick, very cool. So, have you ever seen a driver react uh, when when maybe they see these cars for the first time? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, a lot of guys like. Uh, so we did a special car for Dale Junior, Dale mm-hmm. Earnhardt Junior. So when he had his uh, daughter Isla, 
we made a special car for him. Okay. And he, it was pink, you know, for the daughter and everything. Right. And I think he really, you know, really digged it. See, so he thought it was really cool. So. Sure. So these guys, a lot of them, so if you have, like, the rookie guys coming up mm-hmm. that have never had a diecast before and they get their first diecast, yeah. they love it because they've grown up seeing the diecast. Sure. That's, so. that's just like getting a rookie card in, in front of a, you know, a basketball player or yep. whatever. That's really cool. So where are these available? Like, where can you find them at? So they're uh, through hobby shops and right. online. So we have, uh, you know, we have a distributor network similar to uh, one of our distributors actually here, okay. uh, Southern Hobby. All right. Um, we deal through them, and then they turn around, you know, we ship it to them, and then they turn around and ship it to the mom and pops and the hobby shops, and, and then some guys are just straight online. So we, the guys that are hobby shops and online, we call them click and mortar. Okay, <laughs> I got you. I got you. That makes a lot of sense. Do you guys do any, like, do any of these come autographed, like a special edition or whatever? Or yeah, okay, we do. So part of the run, we have relationships with some of the drivers mm-hmm. um, for a nominal fee. You know, we have them sign X amount of cars, and then we put them out in the marketplace. We don't do like, hey, it's hidden in the in the case right, of cars. Okay. We yeah. just kind of acknowledge, hey, we're doing 288 pieces of Dale Jr.'s autograph mm-hmm. or Alex Bowman or somebody like that. And, I got you. And actually, Joey Logano is going to be here, and we do autographs with him, too. That's really awesome. Yeah, Joey's going to be here real soon, and Greg Alding as well. So uh, both of them actually will be coming up on the show here shortly. All right, I, w- I don't want to keep you too much longer, but before I let you go, can you give out uh, social media for Lionel so uh, guys know where to follow? Uh, yeah, LionelRacing.com. Okay, that's it. That's, that's really, and we, we're on Instagram and uh, and Facebook, so okay. awesome. uh, you can go to Lionel and find it there as well. Awesome. Uh, I know that uh, there's a big collecting faction out there with uh, within the hobby that collects racing cars, and, and I'm assuming that diecast is a easy, natural transition. Guys, go check them out. Don't miss them. Th- these are beautiful cards. They're very detailed. Um, and when you do, Tom, the Fat Pack sent you. Hang tight, and we'll be right back. Thank you for your time, sir. Okay? Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Hey, this is Ben with iBreak Cards, and you're listening to the Fat Packs. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out after that quick break. We just had uh, Lionel Racing on, and we're going to transition seamlessly here to another NAS- well, a pair of NASCAR interviews with Greg Galding and Joey Logano. What's going on, guys? Oh, not much. What's happening? Uh, how, having a good old time here. How was the Panini panel? That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. You know, um, I mean, for us, to me and Joey, to be able to, you know, be, be brand ambassadors for Panini and, yeah. you know, kind of relate with everyone. Um, it's pretty cool to have everybody here. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Absolutely. Now, great. how old are you? I'm 21. You're 21. And yeah. you're in your 20s too, right? 29. Yeah, I'm barely in it, but I'm taking it, <laughs> taking it while I can. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, I'm, you won't remember this, Joey, but I met you a couple of years ago at a Texas Motor Speedway luncheon that they had at the House of Blues in Dallas. I'd actually won a contest, and we, we had a, a meet and greet with you, and uh, Bubba Wallace was there. Okay. And I've, I've saved this story for the longest time, but Bubba was a... Was his, he wasn't a rookie yet. He was So he was still driving on the Xfinity Series. Okay. And... Um, Went to the restroom. Bubba was in the restroom, and he looked at me. And I looked at him. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not <laughs> going to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, watch your hands. Good yeah. move. And then a guy came in directly behind me and was like, you're Bubba Wallace, and slapped him <laughs> on the back. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm not that the bathroom. dude. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to use the bathroom. Now, were either of you guys collectors as a kid? Like, did you collect baseball cards, football cards, or anything like that? Um, I always collect racing because that's kind of, to me, the only sport that matters. So <laughs> maybe I'm a little biased in that, that way. But uh, I, I was always, I was just loved racing. Right? Sure. And as a kid, and I was six, seven, I started watching uh, NASCAR racing. And, then, you know, it's all I wanted to do. Right. You know, I was just all racing all the time. 
and uh, so NASCAR racing was naturally the the route that uh, I liked the most, being mm-hmm. a, an American. Right, right. It's, absolutely. You know, in the, in the states, this is the the biggest form of motorsports, and um, I wanted to be in that. So uh, naturally, I, I started to you know idolize uh, you know certain race car drivers, and mm-hmm. you. you would naturally start creating or collecting cards and um, trading them with your friends and doing things like that. And, you know, uh, that was always fun. You know, you go to a grocery store or whatever with your mom when you're young, you know, the reason why I wanted to go to grocery stores, I was going to get a pack of cards. That was was the reason why I wanted to go, Uh, you know, that and eat the food. That's kind of it. Free free grapes are awesome. Exactly. (laughs) What about you, Gray? Did you collect? Yeah, definitely. I've I've been a collector for a long time. I'm, you know, still currently a collector, you know, it's, um, I, I, I'm sort of like Joey, you know, growing up, I, you know, I followed racing. Racing was just mm-hmm. my passion, and to have my favorite drivers, you know, have their cards and, and you know, hang out with friends and kind of, you know, trade cards and, mm-hmm. you know, who do you got? You know, I got this guy. You don't got this guy. You know what sure. I mean? So, you know, it, it made up for a, a lot of great memories, uh, you know, as a, as a kid. And, and I also like, you know, trading cards from the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. NBA. Sure. I'm, a, I'm a big sports fan. So sure. uh, me and Panini, I think we go well together because yeah. you know, what they do with the athletes, you know, us being NASCAR guys, and we have some of the, the best and most passionate fans Absolutely. in all the sports. Yeah. So, you know, for us to, to be able to sign, you know, for, for the great race fans and, and kind of, you know, just, you know, build that connection uh, through that. So, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just a big fan of the, of the whole deal. Absolutely. Now, uh you, you made mention about how great the fans are. NASCAR's are NASCAR driver fans are fiercely loyal to their oh. driver, right? Yeah. So, what's like? What's the craziest thing a, a fan has ever asked you to sign or, or like do with memorabilia or a card? Um, you gotta. So it's not it's not a memorabilia story, but I'll tell the story anyways. Okay. Uh, I had someone. Um, want me to sign their arm before and then i've never done this since then so i feel like it's weird but and, and then it came back a year later and she had it tattooed, tattooed. Oh, you know wow. and she oh, had wow. like and at the time i drove the 20 and at the 20 underneath it and all and i was like well now i drove the 22 so uh-huh. like right know, now it's kind of a problem for her, <laughs> you know at this point yeah. so uh um it was it was it was a kind of an interesting moment uh sure. when she came back and showed it to me like, oh, well all right you know uh i'm there for life <laughs> but uh there's it's always fun I, I guess to me you know it's not what you're signing sometimes it's just the interaction that you have with your yeah, fans yeah um and i think panini gives a great avenue for them to have something to sign yes panini, yeah. um which is great because you know when you go meet your favorite athlete you don't want to show up with a blank piece of paper or hey sign the back of my t-shirt sure, you know absolutely. Like, at least you have they have something that that they can hold on to and 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 actually hold some value absolutely uh, you know and i think that that's uh neat and to be able to talk to them about that and that's that connection that i talk about that i think is the most fun is to to be able to talk to them about uh the card they show up with sometimes i ask them oh man that's you know it'll have be numbered you know one out of 25 and right you're like wow that's like pretty cool you must that's collect a lot to be exactly. able to get that right. so i ask them where they found it or what they did um to get that card so i think that's always kind of a fun connection for me right all right they're giving me the wrap it up sign so i gotta i gotta, I gotta get you guys <laughs> over to your next stop but right. uh great joey thank you so much for uh stopping by and, and talking cards for a minute uh look forward to collecting your products both in the future uh you you're a champion Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you very much. Good Thank luck you. this season, and thanks. we look forward to seeing you on the NASCAR yeah, circuit soon, you. all right? I appreciate it. All right, guys, thanks for hanging tight. Uh, be right, we'll, we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Curtis Helton, First Row Collectible, and you're listening to the Fat Packs Podcast. 
guys. I hit you with two back-to-back uh, NASCAR interviews, and we're going to shift gears. You see what I did there? <laughs> nice. <laughs> we're going to shift gears here, and we're going to bring in Lance from Onyx. Lance is the, the, the president, the owner, the founder. He is the guy at Onyx, so uh, why not just go straight to the top when you want to learn about something that you don't know about? Uh, how are you doing, sir? Good. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing real well. So have you ever listened to the show? No is an acceptable answer. I, <laughs> I understand. No, definitely have heard it. Okay, great. So you know this next question is coming. Tell me, tell me about how long you've been in the hobby and like, what, like how you got involved. Oh, man. I have been in the hobby since, uh, geez, 10 years old. So, and I'm not going to give my age. So okay. <laughs> to say 10 years old, been hustling ever since. Um, it, it's crazy, uh, you know, what the 80s into the 90s did. But, um, you know, got into this business as a collector and, and loved it. And sure. uh, about 11 years ago, got into it as a, uh, like a business. So what did you collect first? Like, what was the thing that brought you into oh, it? Man, it was definitely baseball. Uh-huh. Um, actually, it was a buddy of mine, and uh, he was a big Atlanta Braves fan. Okay. And so he's like, hey, you know, we, we got to get these baseball cards. And Dale Murphy and, you know, uh, was it Bob Horner and Phil Necro? And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm a Braves fan now. <laughs> and uh, we started collecting these cards and buying them at the shops, and then uh, started to find out that they were worth some money and right. uh, started selling them and kept going. There you go. Yeah. And now, then you said about 11 years ago, you got into the business side of things. Right. Um, like, how did, how did that happen? Great question. So, uh, buddy, another buddy of mine, uh, <laughs> we're driving to the minor league all star game in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and you know we were talking about you know hey we collect these autographs so forth we should do a business and you know we thought about it and it was like all right but there's so much out there it's sure. ultra competitive mm-hmm. you know if we do this we got to go in as a manufacturer and if we do that how do we become a manufacturer you know how do you manufacture autographs. And so we went in and we started about mystery products, thought about that, and like, okay, well, what kind of packaging, what's going to set us different from, at the time, it was just miners, I think was out there doing that stuff. Okay, yep, yep. And so we're like, well, what, what, what can make us better or different from that? And we came up with some different ideas, a wood box and, you know, a display case with your baseball and, you know, so on and so forth. And it worked out. People loved it. They loved the wood box. It was sure. like a cigar box. And because it was in that and security sealed, people were just, they, you know, they almost bought it for the box at the time. Sure. So. Just miners, like my memories of that, and they're not great memories. Like they, they were kind of like cheaply and shoddily put together. <laughs> so if you're coming to the market with a, a just better packaging, you know, right. that, that's going to set you apart from what they were doing. Like the the lone thing that I remember that Just Miners did that I liked was they did a like a twelve inch figure series right. that had like I remember John Elway in a Yankees uniform was in it and Dave Winfield and right. I, I remember that but I mean if that's what you're coming to to market against you gotta you gotta step you step your game up already and you done it so yeah that's that's really cool so you went from from that to now you guys have like. Like full-blown memorabilia in your product, right? Full-blown memorabilia, trading cards, which we never thought we were going to cross that boundary. Right. I was terrified to even think about it. Um, so it's blown up into something that uh, we, we never thought. We only dreamt of. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now, your, your focus is obviously uh, what I know of Onyx, and correct me if I'm wrong, sure. is, is minor league stuff. Right. And, and so working with those players, is it – 
is it easier, or is there, are there challenges there still? Um, there's challenges. Um, a lot of those guys think they're prima donnas. Okay. So uh, sometimes lining up the signatures, and, and, and because we've always been on card, like for trading cards, for example. Right. It's always been on card. And, um, you know, getting the schedule set and the logistics and that can be a challenge. Um, believe it or not, with the major league guys that we've worked with, it's, it's been actually not too bad. Really? Okay. And I think a lot of it has to do with the relationship that we have with the agents or the yeah. agencies. Mm-hmm. And they've helped kind of build that bridge. And the other piece, too, is, you know, knowing these guys in the minor leagues for as long as we have, um, they know who we are. Right. It's like, oh, okay, it's Lance. He's cool. You know, sure. he helped me get off my feet or pay for my apartment bill that one that one month. Right. I'll help him out. There you go. So I get so you brought up agencies and agents, and like I know that the, some of the P, uh, player associations are here this week, right? Which is really cool. So are do you are you do you work with like at the minor league level? Are there player associations that? There are not. So we, okay. we do have an MLB PA license. All right. Um, in fact, they're here today. Right. And um, we've had that license now for at least five years. And it's been a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to our memorabilia, we don't have a trading card right. aspect of the license, but we have the memorabilia. And so with the memorabilia, it's help us branch out and market anybody. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to get anybody's autograph and, and put it in a product. Um, whereas, you know, other companies that have tried or are doing it don't, and they don't have that ability to do a nice mix of superstars and prospects. Right. Which you guys do. Right. Now, uh, what, are, what are some of your favorite products that you, that you guys do? Man, um, I t- the hardest one to put together is the, the game use batting gloves. Okay. Um, the demand for that, believe it or not, is insane. We can never get enough. And I tell the players this, too. Um, we never get enough. Um, so that's always a, a challenging one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fun one is probably the trading cards. Yeah. Um, because of every year it's a new design. It's kind of uh, cool to see the player's reaction mm-hmm. to the cards because, you know, you want them to be excited about what they're signing and so forth. And um, we've been pretty fortunate with the, uh, the excitement around what we've produced. Let's, let's go back and talk about the, the, the batting gloves because yeah. th- those are pretty cool. Right. <laughs> so what, what are some of the challenges getting those? Because, I mean, obviously – they're game used, you know, and I know that guys, they're not just giving up game gloves, right? right. So, like, what, what are you guys having to, you don't, if you don't want to tell me this one, are you guys having to pay pretty pennies for them because because they're game used? Or? Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely a premium attached to okay. getting the game used aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, I guess the, the, the good thing about it for the players is a lot of them have marketing deals with, like, Franklin and, right, right. and you know, Cutters and whoever else they go through. Sure. Um, so they're not having to pay for these batting gloves most of the time. Sometimes they do. Okay. Um, but the other thing is, so when we do get the batting gloves, you know, sometimes we have to have the guy send them in, and they forget to sign them. Uh-huh. So, you know, the collector out there would love to have not only the game use aspect of the glove, but it's autographed and labeled game use. 90% of the time, it's, it's always going to be the case that we get the, the, the game use and the sure. autograph. Um, but um, it's just... The demand is insane, and I think I could be wrong, but I think we're the only company that produces a product like that out there. Right. So when you're the only one doing that, um, there's only one person to go to, and of course the demand always outweighs the you know the the, the amount of product we have. Sure. Now I want to talk. Now let's jump to your baseball cards because you, 
they're beautiful cards. They Thanks. really are. Who, so who designs those? So actually, I've got Joe Crow who's here. He's uh -huh. our design artist. All right. Um, he does our vintage look that we did this year, mm -hmm. and uh, they came out amazing. The player, in fact, the players wanted a lot for themselves. Really. And we had to be careful <laughs> on that end. Um, but it just has that nice look, that feel. We always do on card. We've never done stickers. That's good. And we never will. Um, so they came out really nice. And then, of course, the product that we did with Futera um, is a more premium product out there. And, and those cards are incredible. I mean, there's a gold-plated... I mean, it's they're just amazing, you know, without going too much detail. Let's talk about Futera because uh, off-air we were talking about them. Um, I, I know them from Formula One racing cards. Um, you, you mentioned the soccer cards that they do. Right. What does a partnership like that mean for, for Onyx? It's huge. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not just for us, but for them, too. Right. Um, you know, they've been wanting to get into baseball for quite some time. The North America market mm -hmm. has been almost impossible for them to kind of get into, only because, you know, soccer's not huge here. It's huge right. in Europe right. and right. other, right. you know, continents or countries. Um, but it's never been really big here. Um, same thing with Formula One and cricket. Um, they do cricket cards, too. But it was an opportunity for them to expand their, their brand. And it was an opportunity for us to not only expand our brand, but to then get with a company that has a history of putting together a premium trading card um, that not only uh, has the look and feel of a, a nice-looking collectible card, but for investment purposes has a proven track record mm -hmm. of huge returns, right. especially with their soccer stuff. So, you know, it was a win-win for both companies, and this partnership, I think, is only going to blossom. That's good. Um, for, for you guys out there who are listening who don't know about Futura, like I said Formula One, uh, Lance was talking about soccer, and um, all you need to know about them is they're, they're, they're in, in London, they're in uh, Dubai, and well, there was one Bangkok, other place in Bangkok. Yeah. Like, they're in those big markets right now that, that you probably don't think of about when it comes to collecting. But they're huge markets because they they're they're addressing a uh, a collecting need there that that American companies might not be doing. So right. it's really cool mm -hmm. to to know that you're you're working with absolutely a like big that. opportunity. So um, one thing I know that is like that jumps out to me about your website is verify your COA. <laughs> so tell me about that. So you can actually go online when you buy our, our memorabilia. We actually upload all the holograms. And That's you can go in there, type it in there, and verify that you're getting the real deal, that mm -hmm. the sticker hasn't been switched out or anything like that. And uh, we track all that information. That's really cool. And then also it's really helpful. Not Other other companies do this, but it, sometimes you have to, to check for it. Like your checklist are, are right there on the product. And you, yeah. like you can see what who's, who's in it. And there's great photos of said players signing said products. So right, right, that's right. awesome. Let's talk about the challenges, or or if there are any, about doing a, a bat product because I mean sh shipping on that alone yeah. seems to be a challenge. But tell me sure. about those. Yeah, yeah, shipping is is a is, a, is definitely a logistical <laughs> nightmare, um, and it, and it's funny. It's not getting them, believe it or not. It's mm -hmm. it's sending hundreds of bats, you know, to the different distributors and so forth, and making sure that the the. The security stuff doesn't pop off or right. anything like that. But, um, you know, we've been able to manage it. I think we've got a good system down. And um, the bats we get are awesome. I mean, we get, you know, superstars. Mm -hmm. We get minor league guys. I mean, we get a mix of everyone. 
And, um, you know, the, the thing with our product is, you know, not only can you get, you know, a, a nice big pull of a Mike Trout or whomever, right. but you can also get a prospect that maybe hasn't flourished yet, but if you wait a year or two, sure, massive return on it. And what, what I love about bat products is they displace so well. Yeah, and, you, yeah. and you, the guy, the bats that you guys are using are beautiful. Right, right. Do you have a partnership there with anybody, or is it? Um, we we don't. Well, I take that back. So some of our exclusive guys, mm-hmm. um, with the bat companies that have made their bats, sure. um, we can reach out, and because of the exclusivity that we have, um, we can actually get game model bats. Oh, okay. So for awesome. instance, with Victor Robles, you know, we got exclusive. So earlier in the year, we reached out to Marucci which is apparently really tough to get their custom bats, but mm-hmm. they gave us a bunch of game model bats that he signed. Um, and, of course, we have game used bats of his, too. So, um. who, who are some of the athletes that you, you mentioned in Robles? Who are some of the athletes that you work with that are exclusive to Onyx? So right now, we, as of today, we signed Marco Luciano, okay. who's a Giants top prospect. Um, got a multi-year deal with him. All right. uh, is that so breaking these, news? Is that like the day? I guess so, yeah, yeah, because awesome. it was just today. So, <laughs> um, so we got the paperwork in for him. Uh, Ronnie Maruccio um, with the Mets, another top prospect. Right. Um, got an exclusive deal with him. Um, we have a game-used deal with um, Jose Ramirez, the Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a good one. Uh, Absolutely. Robles, another one. Um, God, I'm trying to think of some other guys, but it, it's a mix. Sure. Of uh, all stars and in top prospects. Sure. Now, what I'm seeing here is a lot of baseball product. What about are, do you are you <laughs> wanting to get into other markets like you know football, basketball? So that, that's good. So today we actually uh, more breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a good timing. So today during uh, Meet the Industry, mm-hmm. we actually announced that we're getting into basketball. Awesome. So with Futera. and so we've had these discussions about how we're going to do it, how mm-hmm. the approach is going to take. And um, the union, the, the, the NBA union, is, is taking a different approach to how they're going to let the players market themselves. Okay. So we're still learning more, so I'm not going to kind of leave the detail at that. But there's, a, I think, a huge opportunity. Um, Granite Panini's got the logos and stuff, mm-hmm. and that's, that's fantastic. But I think for uh, an unlicensed aspect, there's a opportunity there that probably hasn't presented itself before. Okay. So we're going to kind of approach that, but we're in a lot of negotiations right now with legends and current guys. And um, by this time next year, I think we're going to have a product ready to release that's going to blow people's minds. Sweet. So yeah. hopefully fall of next year, you'll, yeah. you'll be in that. That's, that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Congratulations. That's, that's big news. Yeah, I'm, it is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a basketball. Like, I love baseball. I grew up in it. I, I worked for the Mariners. I, I love baseball, but like I'm, when it comes down to it, I really like the basketball collecting side of things right. because the mar- the basketball market is like oh, it's crazy it's, globally. It's, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's nuts. So right. for you guys to get in on that, that's yeah. really awesome. Yeah, that's really yeah. awesome. All right. So uh, where can uh, my listeners find you on social media? So the best one is Twitter. Okay. So if you go to Onyx underscore Authentic. Okay. Um, you will be up to date on everything we've got out there. We throw little tidbits of current signings, future signings, uh, guys that just signed their cards, we'll show pictures of, all kinds of good news. Um, we're also on Facebook, um, but uh, Twitter's probably the best way to follow us. Awesome. And if they're looking for your products, do you guys have, uh, like, can they pick this up at their local shop, or how do they go? Yeah. So all you right. can go to your local shop. Right. Uh, if you're a dealer, you can go to GTS, Southern Hobby, Peach State, All Sports. 
Um, and then, of course, Blowout, Steel City, and David yeah. Adams carries our stuff, too. Awesome. Man, Lance, thank you so much for sitting down with yeah, me. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And congratulations. That's big news on both of those fronts. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Awesome. You. you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brandon. Hey, this is Kurt. And we're ripping vintage packs. And you're listening to Fat Packs Podcast. All right, we're back after that real quick break. Uh, I have Matthew from Uncanny Brands here. This is, he's a, this is his first time, first collectible show that he's been to, he said. And like his, I'm looking at it over here. I'll take some pictures so you guys can see it. Amazing stuff. Tell me about Uncanny Brands, Matthew. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Uncanny Brands is a collection of pop culture consumer products. Okay. Uh, you know, capturing what people are passionate about. Uh, our mantra really is we look at products that are two things things that are hard to do mm-hmm. and have high perceived value. So people really want them and right. they're hard to do. We're a smaller company, so if it was easy to do, some big company would knock us off and do it. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we, we take pride in everything we do. We consider it sort of an art form, and uh, hopefully uh, people feel that passion, and I think that they have been. I can I, What I'm looking at, so I don't know how to describe them other than their, their, their posters. Is that, is that accurate? We actually call them serographs. I, I think okay. what happens is when you say it's a poster, it's okay. like you know this poster you would get at Walmart or sure. Target, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But these are actually pieces of art. They're, yeah. uh, they're serographs, which means that they're screen-printed artwork. Okay. So the artist has to work within the medium of using a restricted amount of colors. Okay. And then they're hand they're hand screened. Okay. Right? So all right, I thank you for correcting me yeah, because I want to get it right because they are pieces of art. They're they're beautiful. Thank you. And uh, I'm a I'm very attracted to sports art. You can I got Tom Brady stuff on my on my table here. Ike Rodriguez, who was just right beside me, I'm a big fan of his. But what these these are beautiful at your table here. They look like old fight posters or fight or, or wrestling wrestling ads. That would make sense. Yeah. Um. So, do you source these out to different artists? Yeah. So, okay. so the way Uncanny Brands is structured, we have multiple companies under our our umbrella. Okay. For this brand, it's called Phenom Gallery. Phenom Gallery. Okay. And uh, it would, if if you're in the old fight posters, they used to be screen printed. They were serographs. Uh-huh. Or uh, the other area where we're really influenced are like rock concerts. So yeah, if you yeah. go see like Dave Matthews or The Dead, mm-hmm. every time they have a show, there's a limited edition print there, mm-hmm. and they sell out quickly, and then they resell on the internet really quickly. Right. So our approach was, well, that seems an opportunity in sports. There's so many great events, whether it's a championship, a retirement for a player, a milestone, or just the opening game or the beginning of the postseason. Sure. So... Um, yeah, we launched this almost two years ago, and uh, mostly we've partnered so far with stadiums and arenas where mm-hmm. we'll do limited edition prints. Like one of them you see behind me was Dwayne Wade's last game right. uh, in Miami, and they sold out of that in an hour. It was limited edition, one of 333. Okay. Uh, Vegas, actually where we are, is one of the biggest uh, markets we have because of the Golden Knights. We've done, I think, 18 or 19 prints with them. Okay. And some of those prints will sell for over $1,000 on eBay. Wow, yeah. really? Awesome. Well, the, the Vegas Knights... That fan base is crazy, and it, it it makes sense that they would go after something like that. I mean, if you're doing 18, 19 prints already, or I'm sure this coming season you you probably do the same, right? We're, I mean, we're already we have two scheduled right now, yeah, uh, and uh, we're pretty excited about those. Working with a producer, a partner, and that's one of the things that we love about it. Number one, we have different artists that we use that are right. all different points of view, and they're all terrific. And then. Our clients are part of the process, too, sure. uh, which is unique. Uh, whether it's a hobby shop or the arena or a collector, if they want to design with us, 
they're almost producers, like someone would produce a movie mm -hmm. where they're going to tell us what are the things you want to see in this print. Right. How, how, how can we help get to your vision? So it's fun that we collaborate with all these different people. Now, I, I'm the one that's catching my eye is the, uh, the Browns one uh -huh. with, with Baker, uh, Landry, and uh, OBJ. Like, so that's got to be like a brand new thing, right? I mean, because we, I mean, yeah, we, <laughs> we launched it with the team. It was a, it's a team exclusive uh, with Legends at, uh, uh, in Cleveland. Okay. And we launched it actually for one of their preseason games, and then they, they've been putting it on sale. I expect they're going to be out of it pretty soon. Yeah. Demand's been great for it. Uh, we just launched NFL. So uh, you see that Eagles print up there? Yep. That was the first one we launched with the Eagles. We did the Browns. Uh, this coming week uh, on Sunday, the Chiefs will launch a, a Mahomes one. Oh, nice. With a, It's their uh, anniversary. Mm -hmm. So it has Arrowhead Stadium on It's beautiful. Uh, and we're working on a bunch of NFL ones right now. It's a lot of fun. So c can you tell me some of the artists that you work with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of the key artists that we work with. Number one, uh, Fitz, mm -hmm. who is a, a great artist uh, based in the Philadelphia area that we really love. Uh, he did that Dwayne Wade print back there, the Eagles print that you see. Uh, Stolatron is another one uh, that you'll see out there. He did the Browns print, uh, did the Chiefs print that's coming up as well. Okay. Uh, then uh, Joshua Budich is a designer uh, in the uh, Maryland area. And they're all different. Like, they all, the way they use colors is different. Their point of view, how they draw people is different. And I love that. The LeBron print you, over, you see over there is by an artist named Rob Zilla, based in D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really great artist. You brought up one of my favorite points about art is it's all different. Their point of view is different. I, I could give you a Tom Brady picture and, you know, three different artists are going to give me three different, you know, renditions of it, right? Absolutely. So it's great that you guys are, are working with so many uh, different guys and so it doesn't all look the same. And I'm assuming, like, again, I'm assuming, but, you know, different fan bases are going to be drawn to different styles anyways and being able to be eclectic in, in what they collect and what they may, might hang like that Browns picture. I would totally hang that on my wall today. You know, I'm not a Browns fan, but that's pretty cool. But I'm sure a Browns fan would love to see, you know, three or four different versions of that from three or four different artists and be able to display them all. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, in some cases, you, you want to put variety out there. But in some cases, in markets, some of these artists become fan favorites. Right? Yeah, that's true. So and then there becomes demand for them to do more in different things. How, how you know uh, they did Carlson here? Can you do Flurry and mm -hmm. can you do this player? And then they start building up these runs. So it goes both ways. But, but to your point, each market's a little bit different uh -huh. too. We did a postseason print with the Trailblazers, uh, and we had a local artist, uh, Matt Blairstone, who's really talented in mm -hmm. Portland, who did it for mm -hmm. us. We're about to do another collection for the Blazers for their anniversary. Uh, this is an anniversary year for them, and they're going to do a print per decade. Oh wow! So we're working on that right now. Yeah. I want to I, I talk about the Carey Price piece because, sure. uh, like, how how does this play in in, the, in Montreal? How your Canadian markets? You know, are you in? Are you everywhere across Canada, or is it just like bigger cities? Or oh, so we're just getting started. So we did a program with uh, the Oilers last uh, year for their 40th anniversary. Yeah. They did four prints, started with their legends. Imagine like in front of their building, they had this huge ice pond, uh -huh. and it started with Gretzky and worked its way to Messier, and it kept on going until it got to David and all their current star all stars. Right. So it was like a series, and you could take the four prints. Put them together, it became one giant print. Oh, all right, I got you. So uh, we did that with them for Carey Price for uh, for him hitting that uh, the most uh, uh, games won. Uh, 
we did that with the team. They're the, really the first. Is that the first two prints we've done in Canada? I think so. Okay. Uh, we're going to have one for the Heritage Classic next month. All right. Uh, which is the outdoor game in mm-hmm. Saskatchewan. Uh, and hopefully we'll keep growing them. Yeah. Awesome. The reason I ask because I know that Montreal fans are just crazy about the Habs. Oh yeah. And like, there's no bigger player than Montreal and Carey Price. So that's really cool. I, I'm really I was drawn to that as well. Let's talk about these. Uh, I don't want to call them stuffed animals, but they're mascots. I appreciate they're not stuffed animals. Yeah, they're, we call them plush figures. Plush figures. Okay. But I see the mascots up there. Tell me about the mascots. Yeah. So uh, one of our companies is called Bleacher Creatures, and uh, we call them plush figures. They're a cross between an action figure and a soft toy. Okay. Uh, we try to authenticate as close as possible when we do a mascot that it looks just like the mascot. Uh, they stand on their own, which is pretty cool. Oh, sweet. We, uh, we launched this business really catered to kids. Mm-hmm. But what we've learned is half our customers are actually adults. Right. And half of those adults own at least three. So I, I, by no means <laughs> on this podcast am I saying it's a collectible business. I don't think that's the case. It's a great impulse gift, though. Right, yeah. And people of all ages love them. The it, but it really, I mean, people collect plushes and, and you know all kinds of stuff. So that's a great little variant, I guess, to to be able to do that. And for a sports fan, like I see, I see a, a gritty up there. Oh, gritty's been a beast, <laughs> right? Gritty is awesome. <laughs> so, it, do you have any college teams that you are able to do? Or uh, we used to do some colleges. I think next year we're going to look to get back into college. Right now, we're focused on that business for NBA and NHL. Okay, and then we, you know, we do. Uh, WWE, if you're okay. a wrestling yeah. fan, uh, right. we do Marvel. We just launched our new Marvel line. Sure. Yeah. Sweet. You guys are just kind of into everything then. We sort of are. All this stuff that nobody else is doing. What are, so tell me about the players then, because the mascots are there, but you have uh, basketball, NBA players. We do. Uh, so, like, do you have to have an agreement with the player to have their likeness, or is we, it? Yeah, we work through the Players Association. Okay, then perfect. So yeah. th- I think 450 is our partners for that, along with the NBA. And it's fun. Like, this year has been crazy with all the player movements. So we're coming out with Kawhi on the Clippers and Anthony Davis on the Lakers. Zion's been huge. Sure. Kemba Walker on the Celtics. So, like, all these changes. The trick is managing your inventory before they get traded. Right. But, which I think we did a pretty good job with this year because uh, we, we sort of knew what was going on. And then reacting to it. And it, it's awesome. It, it, retailers really get behind it. And it's a great impulse item. It's perfect for a stocking stuffer, too. Right. Absolutely. Are there other... Uh products that you guys have that are not other other brands that you work with that are not displayed here there are so you talked about the championship belt uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah St. i love Louis it blues yeah. so uh we did the locker room championship belt it was our first time it's a new brand called victor keepsakes it's gonna be a slow roll to get that one out because we have a big plans for it but uh we'll do that again next year the players got in the locker room they loved it uh when they got off the plane they were holding it up it was very cool sweet uh and the other line that we don't have here it's not really collectible it's called uncanny appliances uh, we do pop culture slow cookers, toasters, waffle makers, uh, popcorn makers. So in sports, <laughs> we have a Stanley Cup popcorn maker. It's a replica Stanley Cup that you can make popcorn in. Sweet. We have an NBA Spalding basketball that you can make popcorn in. Uh, but Star Wars has been like our big driver on that business. I think our most famous item is we did a Darth Vader toaster. It's Darth Vader's head. Okay. And it pops toast with the logo on it. What? Yeah. <laughs> We have a Millennium Falcon waffle maker. It's a Millennium Falcon opening up. It's a Millennium Falcon ta- uh, waffle. That's so, yeah, crazy. A lot of cool stuff. So, like, I mean, clearly you know this, but like the Star Wars side of the collecting world is a huge, huge thing. Oh yeah. So, but I, I would, I would beg to argue with you that it, it is a collectible because uh, not everybody has a, a Millennium Falcon waffle maker. You know, so that is true. That is really cool that you guys were 
I'm going to call it innovative because the, it's it's cool to be able to be able to, to do that. I'm working with. Uh, did you have to work with uh, Lucas Arcs to be able to do that? Absolutely, we have great yeah. partners there, and at Disney, yeah. This sweet was that. A, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but was that like a. Was that negotiation kind of scary? I mean, so I, the, the original negotiation was done by one of my partners before my time working on that business. Uh-huh. Uh, but they've been great partners. They're That's real, awesome. They're, they're great. I think they appreciate what we do. We totally appreciate what they do. Awesome. Uh, and they've been super supportive. Now, the one last thing I'm going to ask you about, and I'll, I'll let you get away back over to your uh, little area, is that Kobe? Is it a Kobe Bryant Laker? No, it's a LeBron James Laker print, right? Yeah. So tell me about that. Yeah, so that's by Rob Zilla. Uh, right. It was a limited edition of 300. It's really cool what he did. Uh, first of all, the way he uses the color mm-hmm. to really represent LeBron uh, with the shades of purple for royalty in it, which uh-huh. I thought was a great motif in itself. If you look at the print, you know, he's number 23. On the left, there are two stripes. Mm-hmm. On the right, three stripes because his number's 23. They're right. at a 23 degree angle. What? <laughs> you know, the, the area code represents a two and three, so he has the map of that area code there. So, like, that's the type of attention to detail, what we like to call discovery details in the artwork, that make you look at it more than once and say, wow, this guy really put a lot of thought into the work. He, well, it's a beautiful print. And and we'll have to give you one before you well, go. Thank you very much. So, uh, before we get you out of here, tell me about your social media where uh, my listeners can follow you guys and uh, find out more about your products. Yeah, we have a bunch. So, uh, I don't, I don't want to take up too much time. Bleachercreatures.com or uh, at BC, I'm sorry, B Creature Toys. Okay. Uh, Uncanny Brands for our appliances. And then Phenom Gallery, you know, at Phenom Gallery for social media. So okay. all three websites have, each line sells separately. So they're, they're all brands on their own. But, uh, you know, it's one big happy family. So I, I, I didn't ask the one question that I ask everybody. So I realized that, uh, did you collect as a kid or, or do you collect now or like? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Okay. So uh, as a kid, definitely in the baseball cards. Uh, my uncle Mike gave me a rookie Lou Brock that sort of got me really going. Yeah. Uh, I'll always be thankful for him to do that. Uh, I'm a huge comic book collector, so oh, awesome. I've been collecting since I was 11. Uh, I, you know, they're all bagged and, and yeah. set up, and I still get them every week. I think comic books are amazing because they inspire me in regards to the art and the creativity, and uh, it's really important for me to keep fresh that way. I feel yeah. that way about music too. Right. Um, I have a bunch of Funko Pops. I was telling somebody earlier, they're all out of the box, and I threw the boxes away. <laughs> I mean, because I have them because I think they're cool and they inspire me. Right. Uh, so we're big fans of that. I love today. I usually get, like, uh, what do they call triple thread cards or right. the Panini threads. Yeah. So, like, what? because I don't have a lot of room anymore uh, sure. for autographs. I have a lot. So on the cards, uh, they're, they don't take up a lot of space, so I really love those. Awesome. That's great. I'm, I'm, I figured you must be, and I'm sure it's a thrill for you to be able to work in sports the way you do. And because this is collectible stuff, and I'm it, the the temptation for me to not take one of those home every day would be <laughs> a little too much, I think. So, you guys do beautiful products. I think they're awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate right. it. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Kyle Farmer with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you're listening to Fat Packs. And we're back to wrap up day one here from the industry summit. Had a nice little. Uh, little show for you today you heard a lot of the meet the industry guest uh as um lino racing was on with us and onyx authenticated and of course um uncanny brands matthew from uncanny brands it's beautiful 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 uh prints that you uh guys absolutely have to check out i'm gonna i'm gonna go take some pictures of those for you for you to be able to see them when you hear this but uh we had a great day and um thank you to panini for bringing over uh 
Greg Alding and Joey Logano, always great to be able to work with Panini. Thank you for helping us out there. And uh, to the guys out there in podcast land, thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. As always, we have more coming on day two, so don't miss any of that as we try to bring in more of the panelists and uh, get their thoughts on on what's currently happening in the industry and and hopefully some things to help you out. Hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, We will be back soon. Just hang tight. Keep listening. Cue the Drake. Thank you.